Welcome to the Periods and Power Moves podcast and I'm your host, Gianni Lee. I'm your modern day period coach, certified life and success coach and clinical hypnotherapist. I help women to eliminate PMS and realign to their cycles so that they can find their flow, stop hustling, improve their health, increase their impact, influence and success in their businesses and lifestyles. It's my soldiers and mission to educate and empower you on the power of your period. In this podcast, we talk all things menstrual cycles, mindset, business, success, productivity, hormones, spirituality, manifestation, and all the stuff in between. You're ready to figure out how you can use your period to make power moves, aren't you? Of course you are. Let's do this. Welcome to the Periods and Power Moves podcast with me, Vianney Lee. And today on this segment of Bloody Brilliant Boss, I'm joined by the beautiful Simone Dyer. Simone is a, she likes to call herself a birth keeper. She's a birth and postnatal doula. She specializes in womb wellness, holistic fertility, pregnancy massage, and creative healing. In this episode, Simone and I are going to be unpacking the recent events of the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, We are both black women and I really wanted to acknowledge exactly what is going on right now within our current world and how it's affecting us and how we can shed light and insight into processing your own type of healing. It's been an extremely exhausting, tiring, painful and revolutionary week and if you are listening to this... um, I want you to get super comfortable and we are going to be exploring not only Simone's journey, our own journeys with being black women, the disparities within um, women's healthcare, and we are going to be unpacking um, insights into how we think the Black Lives Matter movement is going to be changing the world going forward. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please stick around till the end of the episode as I've got something really important to share with you. And without any further ado, here is the interview with Simone. Simone Dyer joining the Periods and Power Moves podcast today. Simone Dyer is from The Most Sacred Journey. She is a beautiful divine being and I'm so grateful to be speaking with her today about periods, power moves, and most importantly, what is going on in the world right now with Black Lives Matter. So Simone, do you wanna jump in, introduce yourself, tell us what you do and who you are. Okay, thank you so much for having me. Um, It's such a pleasure to just like spend time talking about things that are just so important, so valuable, like, for us as women, for us as a, as a black community, um, and just, and, and humanity as well, you know. Um, so I am Simone, yes. Um, and I, at the moment, I work with women and mothers. Um, I do a, t- a, a massage technique called creative healing. So it's a natural healthcare massage method, like made up of quite a few different treatments. Um, and essentially it is about helping to restore natural function to the body um, and draining a lot of um, toxins and things through the lymphatic system, removing heat from the body. Um, and alongside that, I am a doula or a birth keeper. 
um, as I like to call it. And, and essentially for me, it's about holding space for women to, to heal, you know, whether that's through, you know, I support some women through just getting to a place of womb wellness. So, you know, what really connects our journeys yeah. um, and you talking and, and teaching about periods um, and and I started that journey because of my own, you know, issues with my my cycle, which I'm sure we'll get into. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just really empowering women to you know be connected to their own, uh, you know, hub of creativity. Um, so working with you know women who are experiencing problems, you know, the fibroids, the polycystic ovaries, the endo, um, and and then also through fertility and obviously they're all interlinked and then pregnancy. And then as a doula, I support them emotionally, practically through pregnancy, through childbirth, which is just the most amazing divine sacred energy you will ever find yourself in. Um, And then sort of through the postnatal period. So yeah, it's all, it's all intertwined. Um, I also hold a space called soul share, which is a a female empowerment space. Um, and yeah, everything I guess is is really wellness related and, and it's all about healing, you know, healing ourselves from the inside out, knowing our own personal power and being able to, you know, share space and, and empower one another. Amazing. What <laughs> an incredible job. Mm, and you obviously you. don't see it as a job. No. <laughs> like it's the most beautiful work that you could possibly do, like helping give life back to life. Yeah it's just so incredible so how did you find yourself on this path um so it's interesting I I really since I was about in terms of the birth work it's when I was about 16 17 I had um I had a surgery a laparoscopy and basically I had some abdominal pain and interestingly I, I was like they told me it was my appendix it wasn't um, and they actually said I had an inflamed uterus but they never gave they gave me anti-inflammatory tablets gave me a whole surgery and said oh there's nothing your uterus is inflamed and that was that um but anyway I, I spent a couple of weeks um well probably about three weeks at home and I'd always been really interested in sort of like childbirth and, and pregnancy and my mum had me when she was like 15 so growing up with a young mum I was always aware of like teenage pregnancy and she was obviously trying to make sure you know I didn't yeah. go down that path um so anyway when I was at home I just became obsessed with watching like the discovery channel and birth stories and home births and I was just like wow and I started like looking at stuff on the internet and and then I ended up applying to become a midwife Mm. got a place at uni didn't really then I was like actually this was when they were doing all the strike ops on the NHS yeah Um, and I was like actually I don't really resonate with like western medicine like that um not into needles and so no um and then I looked at being a doula and I was like no one wants a 17 year old doula plus I couldn't afford the training anyway (laughs) so uh, you know my my life took a whole different path um but I had always been you know one thing I would say my mum taught me was to like be listen to my body she'd always always encourage that within me so I'm very very grateful um and I was still at that point having in fact I was on contraception from really early because I had such bad periods Mm. um 
and yeah from I think from I was about 14 15 I went on the pill and was wow. on the pill into my, into my 20s so like that's a whole another thing so the birth work there was already um uh you know a liking and a, a real interest from my teenage years and then um when I, I got married quite young and when I was 21 um, not long after I got married I was pregnant and then when I was 29 weeks, so just under eight months, um, my daughter was was born sleeping, so I had a stillbirth. Mm. So, you know, like something like that, of course, is completely life altering. Absolutely. Um, um, but and and it didn't, I didn't, it didn't lead me back to this path straight away. Um, it's it's much, it's like many years later, and my my daughter would be 11 this year. So oh, wow yeah it's 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 been a long time but i think the collaboration of all these different parts of my journey and even when i was young and i used to attend church a lot i used to do a lot of mentoring with the young girls and and i just always i loved that um yeah. everything that i've done and even when i, I kind of worked in music and i was doing makeup and all of these things all my roles were like service roles like just yeah. service. and and that is i think for me like that's where my heart is just in service um so yeah the birth work about four years ago I met um Dr Gowry and she is a founder and a, like a childbirth pioneer and obstetrician for um uh, she founded the gentle birth method mm. um, so she taught me creative healing and I actually went to her because my cycles were really irregular ah. so she gave me a treatment that I, I now give to um you know my clients um yeah. which is Called the female treatment which is just you know massaging um the reproductive areas the lower abdomen um decongesting draining because you know we don't you don't really massage or even really touch that area no yeah so it's an area that can be quite neglected until we're going to a point where it's like oh i'm trying to have a baby or whatever and so it's mm -hmm. important to create awareness before that so anyway you know, and she, that sorted my cycles out. And as soon as I laid on the table and she was like working on me, I was like, king. And I was already in a place where I'm like, I'm shifting what I'm doing. Yeah. So it kind of just all, and I just said to her, like, I want to learn this work. And she was like, absolutely. She was like, come. She said, I can sense like you have like, she, she actually said you're a healer. And I was like, <laughs> yes. Um, and it was crazy because it, it sat with me so like, perfectly and that it was something that I already knew yeah it felt big coming from her I was like whoa <laughs> but anyway I went to work with her and you know she taught me creative healing and because she's a doctor as well I started doing birth attendance with her so and, and then I then went on to do a doulering course so mm. it kind of went from I went through treatment and then back into sort of birth work so yeah. <laughs> What, what I find so fascinating is the the fact that you had that interest in it from such a young age and that's how you know it's right yeah yeah and what yeah. you said about it was just that deep knowing that you had that you you know you knew you were a healer yeah, yeah. and the journey just found you and you made your way closer to the journey and that's beautiful yeah, yeah. um oh my god so many questions so <laughs> let's touch on um a little bit about your create, creative healing. I do want to go back to a couple of things that you spoke about in that mm -hmm. segment as well, but with the creative healing, is this something that 
one of your clients can do by themselves once you've given them guidance on how to do it? Um, yes, to to some degree. Um, I think because of the the sort of the angle, you can imagine if I'm treating someone, I always treat with my right hand, mm. and I'm treating sort of the abdominal area, and I sort of am, am using these kind of upward motions. It's harder to do that on yourself, mm. but not possible. But the circular motions and just the energetic connecting. So I do like hand on heart and hand on womb. Those kind of things you can do yourself um and yeah. it's really important energetically you know to to connect um you know those energy centers so yeah, yeah do, there is a lot in not just with the treatments but you know i incorporate you might it might be homeopathy it might yeah. be seeding it depends you know what exactly I'm, I'm treating a client for but i'll always give them stuff to there's always work to do always <laughs> absolutely might be just journaling you know it might be observing what comes up so yeah, yeah going multifaceted thing so I think you're like the perfect person for someone to you know work with in, especially when you've had the same experience that you've had by having a stillbirth and just everything that you've been through through that journey what would you advise or what yeah what would you say has been the most like profound or shift in perspective that you've had since that day hmm. um i'm gonna say it's it it's been going within that's the only way i can i guess summarize it it's been a continuous practice of going within because i think for for many of my years you know i've spent you know, you're, you're looking for something, you don't even necessarily know you're looking for something, you're looking outside of yourself. Um, and when I was about 27, um, and if you're into astrology or um, any <laughs> listeners, then you know that 27 is Saturn return age. Yeah. So you start to get, can get, start to get really tumultuous. And it's why then around your thirties, you start being like, Oh my God, who am I? What is my yeah. life? Um, <laughs> So, you know, I really, I wanted to shift out of music. I was in an amazing, really well-paid job, traveling around the world with an international artist at the time. And I was, my soul was empty. Mm. Um, and I've always been, I've always been connected to my intuition, but it just started, there was just something deeper calling me and I was like, I can't find it here. doesn't matter how much money you pay me, how many bougie hotels I stay in or countries I see. It, it didn't matter. Mm. Um, and as much, and it was hard because, you know, you, you then people start to project and they're like, how can you leave that? Like, you know, that's such an amazing job. I would love to do that. And I'm like, yeah, that's great. And yeah, I might be earning whatever amount of money, but if I'm not happy, what does the money mean? Exactly. And, and so I think it was doing that job, touring the world, being away from home. And, and also I hadn't been able to find home within myself yet. Mm. So I came back, um, I, I left that last job and I was like, right. And I spent literally three months, I didn't work. And I remember just pacing my house. And I was like, what? At that time, I thought pacing, you know, was going to help me. And, it, <laughs> and it, you know, now I would just turn to like meditation or prayer or whatnot. But, yeah. you know, I paced. And I guess what I was, was still for the first time in a long time after being married, 
being divorced, you know, buying a house, having a stillbirth, all of these things, I just never really stopped. Mm. So I'd say going within and then I started just to to seek, you know, to seek like what 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 is life? Like what are what are my options? Like wh- who am I? What do I believe? Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, that I think that comes with it. <laughs> so when it comes to the most sacred journey so this is from your entire kind of like client journey what would you say is a massive misconception that actually happens within your industry okay a misconception Mm. about being a doula birth keeper okay um yeah I mean most people don't actually know what a doula is I I, I guess because I am one now I feel like really I feel like you know loads of people yeah. know there are plenty that know but there actually are still a, a huge amount of people that don't know um so I think the misconceptions are either that you're basically a midwife um which you know the role of a doula is non-medical it's Mm -hmm. emotional informational and practical support um and or the other thing is that you are like a replacement for a partner Mm -hmm. so a lot of women have said to me oh you know i don't think i want a doula or my partner's not doesn't want me to get a doula because he doesn't want to be pushed out um it's really interesting yeah really common um but I understand and I've also experienced doulas who do operate in a way like partner you know is you know especially if the partner is a man Mm. oh you can kind of sit to the side we don't need you and and then also sometimes depending on culture etc some men in their cultures are very much like oh that's the woman's job I'll wait outside and like call me when the baby's here so um I find like two of those two um things come up a lot and and also there are just not a lot of there are not enough black doulas so within the black community Mm. they're just yeah we need we definitely need more black birth keepers doulas um just that support because yeah most uh, the most most of the time when I come across people that don't know what a doula is it's you know non-white or just within the black community yeah absolutely so that's really powerful because we are obviously on a mission to transmute wellness into that space that it isn't just for white women and black women feel safe to you know step forward and say I need support I need help as well and to see a face that they resonate with and they can can be a representation of them so your work is so important absolutely yeah thank you yeah it's it honestly it's it has blown my mind and even for me like I trained I trained with with Dr Gowry as I said and she she is um of of Indian Sri Lankan descent so Mm. um you know I, I learned a lot from her but then a lot of her clientele you know have been Indian white predominantly Mm. so um for me even wanting to and then actually the course that I went on to do you know I trained with nurturing birth and you know they're great and very um inclusive but on my course there was I think there was only there was no there were two black there were two other black women Mm. um 
great um but in the grand scheme of things like when you search doulas it, it's just you see so many um, and i didn't actually know that there was a company that um abuela doulas um and they train you know black doulas and they, i think they train other doulas as well but they they train you to be able to you know be able to relate to the things that have gone on in the lives of you know the the black families that they're going to be supporting which is is absolutely key yeah what would you say are like the cultural differences then when you're dealing with different mothers to be um mm. from different races when um, it comes to the birth journey yeah quite you know i mean quite mind-blowing to be honest like i think you know straight away there's just a different way that i i will relate to and connect mm. um because as you said it's like someone it's someone that looks like you that you know kind of understands it's like an unspoken you know history yeah. <laughs> is there and it's present um so you know not there's there's nothing in the in the sense of how i show up and in terms of the way i will love and give of my time mm. um, and an experience and knowledge but yeah the culture experiences are different because of the history and what i find is sometimes with um you know when i'm working with with black families or or non-white families um there is often just trauma that's yeah. it that's where you know there's a lot of trauma and and it's not to say that i've also worked with white families you know that that have have had previous trauma um but the process and the way we hold it and the things that manifest within the black community and how that manifests in our body mm. and our relationships and our other children and our siblings, all of that always comes into play. So I find like my prenatal sessions um, and my, my interaction with them tends to have to be just a bit longer and a bit deeper and yeah. I'm willing to hold space if that's required. And I would do the same if it was required anywhere else, but you know straight talking like that there's a need for some stuff to be unpacked mm. and also because of my experience and I can relate I can see it yeah so I can I can call I can know how to like gently call it out yeah so that's that's a Hey guys, just interrupting this podcast episode to share with you something I am so excited about that is coming. I can't say too much now, but I have been building, creating and planning my very first online course. What if you could achieve self-motivation, inner confidence and peace of mind without the meltdowns, the outbursts, the mood swings? If that was true, would you finally feel confident to get in touch with the inner wisdom of your monthly cycle? This is going to be an eight-week program where you can learn at your own pace, integrate and implement what I teach you so that you finally feel confident with using and seeing your monthly cycle as the ultimate tool to plan your life, business and your success. Like I said, this isn't a formal announcement. I'll eventually get to that, but for now, I wanted to share with you and there'll be so much more soon. I know you're probably wondering about the money. Because this is the first time I'm running the course, the investment to join will be significantly lower than what it will be the second time round I run it. You may wanna get on that wait list now. 
To do so, just follow me on Instagram at status flow and just drop me a DM with the word waitlist. In the show notes, I'll also put a link where you can directly message me to join the waitlist. Okay, back to the episode. A blessing to be able to do and, and it's definitely something like for me, I, I want to, you know, be much more involved, you know, in the, in, in, in the black community and in um in black birthing and and empowered birthing because as i was saying you know they loads of of black women or birthing people don't know that doulas exist or they don't know what they're for they don't know the use for them it's just like oh no you just be pregnant you just pop out the baby and that's that they don't see the value right they don't see the value and the transformation of what could be such a magical journey Yeah, you know, yeah. from being pregnant to actually delivering the baby, and the fact that you're there afterwards as well, I just I find the whole thing fascinating. Yeah. Um, we are going to come back to talking about um, you know, more representation in the black community when it comes to women's health and wellness, absolutely. But I want to find out a little bit more about birth. Mm-hmm. Um, what? Tell me the most incredible thing that we don't know about that happens in childbirth gosh actually and tie in if you can this is pressure now with spirituality okay oh now you're talking my language (laughs) Um, oh gosh i listen don't be surprised if i end up in tears talking about this because it's just (laughs) oh so sacred um the most the most beautiful thing is that it is so unpredictable and I think that's what I, I love about it is that, you know, I always encourage my, you know, birthing families to have a birth vision as opposed to birth plans because plans are very rigid. And then there's this sense of if it doesn't go to plan, you failed. Mm. And that is a big, you know, cause of post-traumatic stress and, you know, baby blues and, um, you know, postnatal depression. Mm. so um the, yeah I think how unpredictable it is but also just seeing I think that moment just before a woman like when a, when the baby is transitioned and, and and the baby's like crowning um it is just like a human is coming earthside right now yeah. like wow to, and it's like the the energy of the room is just and I guess it everyone that's in the room would experience it differently but because I think definitely like looking at it from a spiritual perspective it's it's a portal it's an opening literally physically yeah. and spiritually of a, of a portal and like new life coming through um and I think for me like that moment and and also like when you look at the at the birth in person it's like oh my gosh like the strength like you just see like this warrior goddess um you know and it is just it's so it's so empowering um another thing i really love is the way what i always try and encourage is like we build like these we have like this bubble so it's like mum and, and baby in the bubble and then partner is like the bubble around them and then I'm like the bubble around all of them. So yeah. like, we're all together in this space, but there's different layers. And so I will kind of interact with anybody 
kind of coming in and out but seeing as well <clears throat> a partner be a, one that's been empowered and encouraged hold space like mm -hmm. that and, and that's why I'm like no please don't think that doulas are a replacement like I'm I want you to be here because this is your this is a birth your birth yeah. too you know um so yeah I think that's, that's sorry I don't know there wasn't one so thing, but... no I can't give you just you can't just name one thing it's your whole life and I just think it's just <laughs> super fascinating and and I would love to know more about like the history of like not not for you to tell me the history of birth but like the history of like how it's changed yeah, yeah. throughout the years and where you actually see um you know the the work that you do like being a doula how you see that changing and evolving over the next few years 10 years maybe what do you see that looking like um, so as, as i was saying before like I, for me empowered birthing is is really like where where my heart is because as I was saying, birth is very different. It's very unpredictable, you know, and as much as we can have intentions, you know, I meditate and visualize with, you know, my clients and <clears throat> we can intend. And sometimes, yeah, that can, it can go very to the vision or, or not. Um, and either way, birth is perfect. Every birth, even a stillbirth. Mm. You know? um, and that's how I look at it. It's, it's a sacred transition. Um, so for me, I guess over the over the coming years, what I wanna you know really see is women being like taking childbirth back because it's been taken away from us because of our lack of knowledge or or maybe not even our lack of knowledge, but our forgotten what we've forgotten, you know. Yeah. Um, so I would love to see, and I will be a part of the remembering because it's just it's imperative like we we are we have the power to do this you know and we know how to do it without having you know drugs and 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 all of this intervention and i am not i'm not anti-medicine everything that i do is as holistic as possible but i will support a mother to have the birth or the birthing person you know to, to have a, a, the birth that they envision and they feel safe with so if they say to me, you know, I just know I want an epidural, then I'll give them all of the information, make sure they know the implications, the pros, the cons, or, or whatever. But ultimately, it's up to them. Yeah. Um, but I think even why they feel the way that they do is because of stories that they've heard. And you hear and remember the negative stories more than you do the positive. Mm. So you hear, oh my gosh, I was in labor for five days and I had an epidural and I, oh, this baby like tore me to shred, you know, it can, and it can be very dramatic, you know, as well, we could be like as women. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just sprinkles and that's not to say, you know, childbirth, it is seen as like painful and difficult and even our language, language is something I would love to see um, shifted around childbirth. Um, because things like you're only two centimeters dilated, mm. you know, um, I, I had a, a family I worked with and was told by the doctor, um, unless you want your baby to die, you need to push now. Oh my goodness. You need to push harder, you know, like, and, and when you think about physiologically, so I always take my, my clients through birth physiology as well, so they can actually understand what's happening in their body mm. um, throughout pregnancy and through childbirth and afterwards. 
and making that connection that actually you want to be as relaxed as possible so obviously which is why home births and things like that can be ideal because you're in your natural environment you're comfortable um but sometimes and i've seen it you know a woman will be progressing and then she'll get to the hospital particularly where she's wanted a home birth and maybe there's been complications you get to the hospital and there's fear because you don't want this you don't want this drug so your body naturally like when you're frightened you go <gasps> you hold your breath your pelvic floor is tightened so you know and when you're trying to have a baby you need to be like like relax yeah. opening you know but um yeah there's a, so there's a lot there's a lot to unpack undo unlearn and wow. relearn so i would love to see language shifted and just us taking back our power when it comes to childbirth as women yeah sure. uh paths are so aligned with the language piece and obviously with both of our work anyway but um most like i think it was last week or maybe the beginning of this week it was um menstrual hygiene day right Right. and there's this whole um again we're trying to change the language to be more it's about menstrual health it's not about hygiene because you yeah. know menstruation is not unhygienic yeah yeah it's a exactly. natural process so we need to change that language and feminine hygiene you know buying the femme freshes and the wipes and all of that and it's like actually that's just the market employer because you know the vagina is self-cleaning so why are we buying and spending money on these things so yeah the language definitely needs to change and yeah I'm really looking forward to finding out more about your journey with this actually I'm really interested um but let's talk a little bit about oh my god there's so much to talk about <laughs> let's talk about podcast. <laughs> I know we, this might be a long one doesn't matter because it's needed right now so let's talk about um let's talk about what's going on right now within the US and also the UK with um the recent death or the recent murder of George Floyd and the absolute outrage that the black community are facing right now with racial injustice and social um and discrimination and how you know you're dealing with it as a black woman yeah. and your family are dealing with it as, as a black family and just there's a lot of trauma that we spoke about earlier on in the podcast about women that are, are dealing with that and i just really want to just have a conversation about it so let's do it yeah um i think first of all it's just it is so just like you just have to take a moment to actually mm. process process it um and i think for me what's very interesting is the state of the world now in terms of the pandemic pandemic whatever you want to yeah. call it um you know is that we the world has come to some form of a, a slowdown shall we say not a standstill and i felt just in my own kind of like meditation and and my own kind of downloads that this was going to be a very huge time for a shift um and so it is so of course traumatizing and so sickening and so enraging um to to hear that you know more lives more black lives are being you know taken stolen because just because 
just because of the color of their skin you know yeah. of yeah. white supremacy and power and just a lack of education and a lack of care for human rights you know absolutely um, but you know I, I in anything that I do I never want to you know it's never I'm not into the love and light crew I'm not into that like you know it's like oh yeah but you know I absolutely agree that we we as much as possible need to do things from a place of love because fighting hate with hate is yeah. not propel us forward as a community as a nation as humanity mm. um, but you know we have to acknowledge that of course we're angry of course there has been 400 years yes. that we're behind on you know just having having a chance having equal opportunities having yeah. opportunities period um so i feel like that the fact that it that that what's happened, God rest George, George Floyd, um, you know, his soul, but the way that the world has slowed down, what I'm seeing that is encouraging is that there are a lot more people speaking out um, because I feel like where everything slowed down, everyone can actually really see. Hone and focus. And hone in and focus. And also even for us as a black community, we we've also stopped because we are we are also guilty of turning a blind eye and it's not that it's not that we're blind it's that we're used to it we're yeah. so, oh that's just how how it is yeah. so so now we've got the time to actually feel our rage and allow it to come out and and express ourselves and you know what some people are going to be swearing and, and, and blinding um sorry okay. you know some people have got you know are going to be swearing and blinding there's going to be people that are protesting there's going to be there are people that are on the earth just to be the opposition yeah that's it you know yeah um, so i think it's it, it there is it, it's so hard it is so difficult um but i feel a sense of what you mentioned like hope and faith um i am faithful that we are going to unite in a in a new more powerful way um i feel like i feel encouraged because i feel like i'm on the right path and i know many around me that are holding space and and trying to you know navigate this and navigate it for ourselves and how we mm. feel but also that we're showing up for each other and going all right let's talk about this i'm gonna hold a space to do this here's my gifts i can offer this i can offer that space and that just that like overflows my heart with joy <sighs> yeah on a, on a new level because for so long you know we've been silenced yeah yeah absolutely. and we felt out of place for extending that mm. space solely for you know black women and it is you know it's it's a for me as well I've even had to look at where have I suppressed my emotions and where have mm -hmm. I forgotten about all of the things that have happened to me as a, a black woman and mm -hmm. you know hearing stories from family members and my husband yeah. and like it's just a time where we really need to look at and yeah. first of all show gratitude that it's unfortunately that this has happened but also gratitude that there's movement yeah yeah. there's movement and we can feel and I think as a collective and mm -hmm. I know you probably feel this as well mm -hmm. 
it's a movement into a new era absolutely for real a new earth yeah one of my favorite books um (laughs) yeah and you know if we're going to touch on the you know the racial injustice that um exists within women's healthcare. you were talking about a little bit earlier about um you know black women having fibroids more i've actually got some stats mm-hmm. um, when it comes to um black women are three times more likely to get fibroids mm-hmm. black women are nearly four times more likely to die in childbirth than white women um black women are three to four times more likely to experience a pregnancy related death than mm-hmm. white women and yeah black women are dying from the lack of access to reproductive health services yeah and yeah. you know when you say that out loud and you really take a moment to process it mm. you recognize how much is wrong yeah. and how much work needs to be done so you know your job you know your purpose here on earth is you know this is mm. so needed mm. and so wanted and same for me yeah it just you know what are your thoughts around the racial injustice and the you know the unconscious bias that is actually existing within women's healthcare? yeah um it's it's appalling quite frankly um it really is appalling on many levels and i think what's interesting is you know what you're saying about kind of like knowing um you know your purpose and and that okay you you know that we can we know that we can hold space um and that is so empowering and it's funny because it's shifted in a lot of ways especially in the last year and even more so in these months where we've been inside a lot more to like this is not that i ever sat down and thought it was about me but i don't know i'm sure you resonate that in moments of your journey you can feel like oh stop like, what am I going or How do I, I kind of know the mission, but how do I execute? Yeah. Just dropping into this place of trust, of like divine trust. Um, but also knowing, actually, I don't need to worry about what I'm going to do. And when I look and I think about service and I go, I shift my vision to how can I serve? Mm-hmm. Then it's just, it just drops like easy. Yeah. So, so easy. So for me, um, you know in terms of you know especially maternal um like women's health and and the things that i've seen and just the treatment in behavior um from you know like medical staff um and i just think from the very beginning you know like we when we go back to how our our periods are introduced or the fact that you know you get a heavy period as a 14 or 15 year old and you're given a contraceptive pill which you know not only is not even giving you a real period is you know suppressing your intuition Mm. um, from such an early age like no wonder we have got stuff or then we're having you know fertility issues and it's all about just like being limited and being suppressed oppressed every kind of every every, kind of pressed (laughs) every kind of pressed um like there's just there's there's no there's no end um and 
and education that that is more than anything like it is so important which is why and I sometimes get a bit obsessive about like I love reading anyway I always have done and I'm very thankful that's another thing that my I I get from I guess my mum and my dad to be honest but Mm. um is is we have been yes master that's where we've come from you know to survive to make it through the day to try and make it to the big house you Mm. know like go back to those days like what we're fighting days yeah we've had to sacrifice just to survive just to live or to not have our our children killed or Mm. to not be raped or or whatever um so there has been a massive giving away of our power and so we have forgotten who we are we have forgotten how amazing how powerful we are um so it moves me so deeply at how we've forgotten and how I feel in myself like I know that where I was and and even thinking about you know when I I lost my daughter or my daughter transition I I don't see it as a loss anymore Mm. um but you know and where I was at as a 21 year old girl going or, or 21 year old woman going what did I do wrong or you know what I didn't have any education. No one was talking about stillbirth. No one around me had yeah. had that experience. I'd been on the pill for years, um, you know, because as well I had heavy periods, um, really spotty, like all of these different things. I just mm. didn't have the education and the knowledge to support me um, yeah. through pregnancy, through periods knowledge all of that you know I wish you could have been my coach when I was (laughs) I wish I could have have known that I was going to be a coach put it that way exactly so you know I think there is yeah there is so there's so much work to do in like the system we've got to stop having a mentality of like we've got to fight the system uh, or we've got to change the system the system was not built for us it wasn't our progress we Mm. have to create our own system we have to take back our power. We have to remember. And ultimately, yeah, we can do our work and hold space, but we each have a responsibility to go within. To yeah. Do the healing work because you can have the coaches and have the tools, but if you don't do the homework, do the inner work, no mm. one can do that for you. Um, yeah. You know, for me, it's like, please, can we just, can we remember yeah. who we are? oh I love that it is about remembering and it's about once you remember then you return and that's where both of our work is just so beautifully interlinked because it is about reclaiming back your pregnancy is about reclaiming childbirth it is about reclaiming your menstrual cycle and your body I love what you said about your mum said that you always um, she always taught you to listen to your body. We're not listening. We we haven't been listening. And as a black woman, we struggle enough with all of these expectations of being a strong black woman and, yeah. you know, being strong and not talking about, you know, airing our business, you know, all yeah. of that that has yeah. come with it, that we end up neglecting our own health and well-being. And you're right there is no discussion that well there wasn't a discussion when we were growing up about you know the challenges that you know black women are actually facing and internalizing and you know yeah 
just like oh well you know as a black woman it's harder and I, and I know for example I've had a set of challenges as a black woman but then I also I'm very aware of my own light skin privilege you know mm -hmm. and um you know I have my dad is white so yeah. I, so in this time it's been interesting because I look at both sides of my family and and I was my dad has, has always been in my life <clears throat> but I was I lived with my mum so you know my black culture is the most prominent in yeah. my life I embrace both I am I am mixed I'm, I'm born of two people from two different cultures and I love and appreciate that about myself I haven't been not necessarily by my my parents but by a society mm. I haven't been push to embrace both parts of who I am because I've been told that my black side is bad mm. and I've been told that by my own white family to in, in maybe not directly but you know yeah. by insinuating or little comments um and 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 vice versa of course you have you know from your your view of white people from from your black family and you then you're kind of like in this place of and like there's a whole line of work to do with I think mixed <laughs> you know we'll get to that <laughs> at, at some point or maybe there's a whole new podcast but um yeah <laughs> it's, there is um yeah there's a lot of work to do there is a lot of work to do yeah and I feel you I feel you with um you know you're looking at your own privilege and you know even as a black woman you know I'm black mm. but my mum married a white man she remarried so I don't I don't have a relationship with my birth father mm. I've got a relationship with my stepdad who is my dad because he's been there since I was a baby pretty much mm. a baby mm. and you know that's been a challenge for me because I've seen and I've had to think back and like really look at certain situations and think to myself okay so I was privileged I was able to grow up in you know a nice house and I didn't have the same challenges as some of my other black friends but there's that part of me where I felt disconnected from having a white dad and being able to verbalize that right so there's a whole piece of like yeah. so you're saying so your biological dad is black but your dad yeah. your dad yeah. as your father is, yeah okay and he um adopted me and my sister when we were like you know I was about seven so his name's on our birth certificate but you know growing up if I'm like if my mum's at home my dad my white dad has like mm. taken us out mm. they'll we were getting looks all the time like what is this white man doing with these two black kids yeah, yeah. and then I've had to internalize and I've had to do so there's so much just coming up right now and I feel like you know the work that we do is just even more important um especially because we deal with women and women have had this whole amount of pressure to yeah. be a certain type of way yeah. the strong black woman is the a whole, whole weight of their shoulder exactly the whole weight of the world is on their shoulders and it's time to lift that off and allow women to come in and seek help um we're still we talking <laughs> we're still talking <laughs> i really want to talk to you about periods obviously mm -hmm. um and you know your experience of um, your menstrual cycle from you know monarchy when you first had your first period to you know now being in your reproductive years what has it been like what are those stories that you've been fed what are you mm -hmm. sick and tired of <laughs> mm -hmm. 
Oh gosh. Um, so it's funny. I when I think back to my my own, you know, like beginning my period, I I was really eager to get my period, of course, because I want to be a big woman, innit? So, <laughs> I was very, I was very eager to get it. And I think like, bless my mum, she, she did, she did a, a pretty good job of talking to me about, you know, what was happening. Um, and actually my mum, it was kind of part of like my early like sex education. And my mum had had this book and she would, she printed this file where she, but the book it's like, she didn't want to give it all to me. Cause she wasn't, she's like, it's not all for you right now. So she would print out different parts. I love that. Um, and I, I'm pretty sure there was, you know, a part about periods and she had a, a, you know, a couple of conversations with me, um, about it. So I was very aware. Um, and when I got it, it's very interesting that actually I felt liberated. I was like, woo, it was a sense of I'm a woman now. Um, so I'm, I'm very grateful that I had that experience. However, it quickly became tainted mm. because, um, you know, my, my maternal um, lineage have, have suffered with, you know, fibroids, like really, you know painful periods like bleeding for weeks can't leave home can't go to work um and you know have had you know hysterectomies and and whatnot so um I started I think from when I was about I started my period at about 11 mm. um and for the first couple of years it was it was all right you know it's kind of sporadic taking its time to find its way but then um definitely when I started hitting the age of like 13 14 my periods were the, the cramps were just out of this world but um you know around the age of 13 I would say when my, my cramps started getting really bad is I had a really bad falling out with my dad mm. um and again this is stuff that I look at within my work like periods where there's been huge traumas um whether we identify it as an adult as one now or not actually is a trauma to the body and again something that you know you hold in your womb space um and and at that point that was when I started seeking male attention you know it's a such a young and tender age and Mm. um and then so my then my relationship with my cycle just became oh like this is so annoying and so painful and I would I would at least have a day off of school a month for a while because I was just in so much pain Mm. um and yeah really heavy bleeding and I I don't think then like my mum would you know she I think it was that Feminax I don't does that still exist yeah Um, or like ibuprofen it's like take paracetamol acid or something like that I think that's what Feminax is yeah it's like all these different all these different pills and and you know that's what that's what she knew how to do and yeah she would give me a hot water bottle or make me a tea or you know those kind of things as well but there was no there was no understanding of like this being anything to do with like trauma this is just what happens mm. as a woman you know you have sometimes you have pain and and that's it and it's only and so then yeah when I was 15 then I was put on the pill and then like for me life was great because I knew exactly when my period was coming it didn't really last it was like three four days it was pretty light 
and then happy days. And then even then I was like, you know, you get a long-term boyfriend and you're like, oh, scratch the period, just keep taking the pill through. Uh, you know, when you hear it now, you're like, no. I know, I know. You're like, oh, how can we stop yeah. all of these girls? Yeah, or, or even now, like, um, I think last year, like, one of my friends had said to me, oh, you know, like, I'm, I'm going to, you know, um, uh, wanting to go on holiday and, like, and, you know, take the pill that you can to, like, not have periods. And, of course, like, everyone walks their own path, but at the same time, I'm like, no, 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 no. Yeah, I know. Um, but it's, it's education. And, of course, like, you get it. Um, we, we get it, and we have to navigate our own paths. But if we knew, I really believe, um, and I'm, I'm working on something which I'll share with you eventually, and hopefully you can kind of, you could collaborate with me. But... Mm-hmm. Um, is just that initial education of like our introduction to our period is so important it should be a beautiful ritual I'm like please god can I have a daughter because I actually just do that (laughs) me too (laughs) like this is divine this is beautiful and okay all right you're experiencing pain all right how do we need to shift your diet how can we get you seed cycling or you know how can we just look at your moods and and what's going on on a deeper level Um, yeah so yeah, my journey has been very interested and obviously, as I said, I had a stillbirth and then I had to navigate through, um, after that, my periods didn't come back for a while. And then when I went to get it checked out, then they told me I had, uh, possibly had, uh, polycystic ovaries, can't talk. Oh. Um, yeah. So, and then I was like, what does that mean? Like, you possibly got oh basically you won't know until you're trying until then go back on the pill and you know and then that will bring your cycles back and it's mad that they actually say that I'm like and now that I know it's not even a real period exactly like what have you been doing to me but also so yeah for me it's like all right I need to get the knowledge I need to share that knowledge you know yeah Um, we really do because it is not you know the 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 inadequacy of the the level of education that you get when you go to school I don't even remember mm. my sexual education class yeah I don't remember like, the room it was in and then there was this video and it was all like a secret hush hush yeah like. I remember like me and my friends just like being in it, the, the the room was dark that's all I remember oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. we need to have more of these conversations and you're right it's about the education and again reclaiming your cycle as your portal to your personal power that's what it's all about you know get aligned with your cycle and you're able to be the person that you want to be essentially like who you're meant to be when you're here on earth yeah that's what it's all about um okay so this has been such a beautiful conversation. I could literally talk to you all day. Thank you. <laughs> I Before we quickly just go into a quick little fire round, I want you to share with us um, your per- point of view on what womb wisdom is or womb wellness, whatever resonates with you. Womb wellness is is know thyself. Just know thyself is that it always comes back to going within, um, and we we can have womb wellness without even having a womb, which might sound mm. 
to some you know listening strange but even for those of us that may not have a womb anymore every organ we have leaves an energetic imprint so even if it's not there it's we can still use that energy hub Mm -hmm. um so for me womb wellness is about knowing thyself it's about you know connecting to your personal place of power and your ability to create um in my treatments i use a, a mantra that the womb is not a space to hold fear and pain the womb is a space to create new life and new life doesn't just mean a baby new life means our ideas our vision where we give birth to yeah many things so it's about knowing thyself and connecting to our highest and fullest potential um and knowing and listening to our bodies and to our womb because our womb has a voice beautiful <laughs> that little nugget right there beautiful <laughs> it's just so right it's not just about you know birthing new life it's about birthing new ideas and tapping into that creative potential okay so we're going to go into a quick fire round now um and i just want to know what you're manifesting at the moment manifesting um space treatment mm. space um and time which sounds weird but um in this slowdown at the moment i have seen how much how valuable it is to spend time doing less and being more so more time for just being <laughs> more time for just being um, literally in heaven having this conversation right now yes and that's so funny because my next question was, what do you wish you had more time to do as a business owner? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it's interesting because even going back to linking in with womb wellness is, you know, um, it is our, our, our creative hub. And actually sometimes we think, oh, we've got to do, we've got to do this and do that and do that. But actually when we stop, when we listen, when we go within, when we connect to our womb and we meditate, we pray, we unpack all the junk and the trauma and we're trying to heal, then like everything becomes clear. So it's all interlinked. Mm. And for me, what I want to yeah do have more time to do business wise is, is connect, connect, definitely connect deeper with myself because I think that's where I know specifically just through readings and my own download, downloads that I've had that I came to share from experience, experience from my life here, but also from, you know, what I believe to have been past lives. Yeah. Um, so um, it's not about being the guru. I'm no one's guru, but I'm just sharing what I get, you know, given. You're a guide. Yeah, a guide, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, more time to connect yourself to be able to share that. I'm with you on that, it, you know, because, you know, having your own business, you are trying to do all of the things and it's like, we cannot actually execute those things to the level that are, you know, the people of the people that we're serving actually need if we don't connect back to ourselves. It's not going to yeah. come from a place of, um, that highest, grandest vision, right? It won't come from that place if we don't have the time yeah, to absolutely. reconnect. Um, okay. 
Um, what does periods, sorry, what does having a period and making power moves mean to you? Having a period and making power moves. Um, I mean, how, can I, how many times can I repeat the same thing? Sorry. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, quick fire round, quick fire round. Having a period to me means being connected to my my cyclical or cyclic nature as a as a woman um and operating from that space of of creativity that's the power moves right there mm. the creative part, listening to the intuition love it so sim what's your favorite thing to cook planting <laughs> 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 no, you yeah. have to cook planting right all right cook like a meal yeah um, I love planting though. Come on. Do you know what? I love spaghetti bolognese, but I've just mm. I've stopped eating meat now. So I have you. Yeah, the corn thing. Oh, I kind of rather just not have it than have yeah. the substitute. It's like a wind up. Yeah. <laughs> spag bowl, but um, yeah, spag bowl. Okay, my love, that's fine. <laughs> a bit of spag bowl. Um, spring or summer? summer i'm a sun baby man i'm a sun baby is <laughs> like it's just being solar powered like i just love yeah. the sun yeah autumn or winter winter such yeah. a powerful time you know i'm relating this to the seasons of your cycle right yeah, sure. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay now that that deep time to to go within and to navigate the dark and the cold <laughs> yeah and release that release work that comes up yeah okay um what is your do you know what your start obviously you know what your star sign is but do you know what your moon sign and rising sign is yeah um so my star my star sign is pisces my moon is cancer and my rising is scorpio so i am water all the way through so <laughs> It's mad for me trust me it's a lot oh, to love you are literally the ocean <laughs> <laughs> so sensitive so so flowy yeah um, but that's beautiful and you know for everyone that's listening i said to simone before jumping on i was like you know i've got some questions or blah, blah, blah she was like you know i'm just going to trust the divine timing and just flow with it and you've been saying that and that is just you that is just your essence and i love it Okay, tell me what was the last book you read that shifted your perspective in a positive way? Um, Birth Work as Care Work by mm. Alana Atfell. Mm. Um, and it is a collective of stories from different birth workers in different places in the world and just sharing their different experience as well as different mothers sharing their birth stories and interestingly talks a lot about, um, you know, black women and what they have, have faced and how, you know, how birth has evolved and how it's not evolved. Mm. And that was a massive shift just to understand from, you know, different parts of the world. Brilliant. And I love that it's got loads of different women's stories in it. That's what we need to have the conversation continuing from people from different backgrounds. Absolutely. Um, okay, so who would you like to big up right now as a black woman in the wellness space? I would like to big you up. No, it can't be me. Thank you. I'm joking, I'm joking. Thank you. But yeah, tell me someone else. <laughs> not you, that's too easy. Um, um, 
black woman there are so many mm. did you say in wellness yeah <clears throat> i'm gonna say um mars lord mm. um and so mars lord is um she runs abuela doulas um so she is she teaches other doulas and she she's a doula herself um but she teaches specifically from the black community and she's been voicing just a lot consistently not just because of the time right now mm. just about you know the struggles and the differences in culture and, and reclaiming birth so someone that has really been empowering me a lot love that yeah yeah brilliant um okay and then lastly if you could step into my shoes what would you have asked yourself that i didn't ask you oh that's an interesting question it's when i always have to check myself and be like b did you really ask all the right questions so this is a good one for me to discover <laughs> brilliant um what would i have asked me I'm like, I want, I really, I, I, nothing's coming through, honestly, because, and the reason nothing's coming through is because there isn't a what shoulda, coulda, woulda. It's always flow. It's always divine. I'm going to go back to that good I old. Love it. it is I love it's, flow, it's how two energies come together and, and what comes up is exactly what's meant to come up. Um, Brilliant. So, and anything. Yay. Okay. <laughs> amazing. So where can everyone connect with you online? What have you got coming up? yeah um that you'd like to share thank you um so the most sacred journey.com is my website so you can find out about you know a bit more about my journey about the treatments that i offer um and about my doula packages um online i am instagram and facebook the most sacred journey um and yeah i at the moment i'm i'm developing as you know we're still in this kind of slow down time i'm still there's a few things that i'm developing but i hold so if you follow my socials um also i have at sim dyer um so i hold soul share events at the moment i've been doing them on zoom um haven't got a date for the next one so but if you check out my socials and follow you'll see because i always post um everything on there um, and i'll be back in my treatment room which is in highgate for anyone that's looking for any of womb healing or anything fertility pregnancy related um from july on a saturday amazing so i've been saying for ages i need to come to one of your soul shares do you remember like when yeah. I, I think i dm'd you on my other instagram like yeah. a year or so ago yeah yeah so look here we are now it's been such a pleasure. Thank you so much, honestly. Like, again, just divine timing. You know, it's like we've known each other for such a long time. So but many years. But not known each other, but yet yeah. there is, as I was saying, a resonance. Yeah. Um, really grateful for you and all you're doing. Thank you. We thanks need you. so much, Simone. Thanks for coming and thanks for sharing all of your amazing wisdom. Thank you, my love. 
Thank you so much for listening to the Periods and Power Moves podcast with me, Vianney Lee. If you've been enjoying this podcast, then head on over to iTunes and please leave me a review. I'd be so, so grateful. If you want to continue to hear more about menstrual cycles, manifestation, business, productivity, success, and mindset, then come follow me on my Instagram at statusflow.co and I'll chat to you on the next one.